there, everybody. Welcome to your favorite independent podcast produced by the Gato Institute. It's Left Look. It's Thursday the 27th. I'm hanging out with my two best friends, DJ. Oh, hi. And Jacob. Hello there. And boy, do we have a great show for you this week. Uh-huh. It's going to be... Uh... Uh, it's gonna be another one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be another one. Daddy yeah. made you some content. Um, we did. We made content, and it's going up on time this week. I swear to God. Yeah. Okay. I predicted <laughs> Liz Truss's resignation a full eight days after it happened, uh, according to Spotify, <laughs> but. You know, well, it le- it le- no, it's not actually true. Because in the recording, you you always uh, say the date. Did you say the date today? Because I think I, that's a great habit. Uh, almost. Yes, I said today's date. Let's say that. He said he said a date that may or may not be yes. today, but it is a date that will date this podcast. Yes. It, at least that's there is like a desperate plea that I did predict her fall hours before <laughs> yes. it happened. But whatever. Yes, you did. Um, you did, and I'm hoping nothing big happens in the news in the next 48 hours. No, nothing will. But like, uh, I, uh, That's a I have to. This week. Well, fuck yeah! Can you imagine? Just like I lose that one. Like that's that's the. A uh, wild prediction that I uh, lose. Nothing mm-hmm. wild's happening in the next forty-eight hours. I can't say that. I don't know that. You're right. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> You're stuck with it now. Yep. No, I've retracted it. Just did it on air. Tra- Taiwan won't be invaded. That still stands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, something wild may happen in the next forty-eight hours. That's been retracted. Anyways, um. I'm extending Liz Trust to the third week. Um, yes. Because uh, in the last episode, I predicted Chancellor Hunt. That's so fucking creepy sounding. Chancellor Hunt. Sounds like Chancellor Palpatine kind of shit. Anyways, uh, yeah. I <laughs> predicted he was the coup leader, and it, I have been incorrect. And it turns out uh, the other leader of the in the uh, race, uh, the the leadership race that happened about a month ago, uh-huh. Rishi Sunak has become prime minister, and uh, I was wondering why, right? Because that dog can't hunt, right? He ain't winning. Sure. And uh, I think he's been offered up to the to the gods, you know, like the blood gods of parliamentary politics, and I I felt that in my bones really early on, but then I had. Uh, I was witness. I was witness. I I watched a conversation on the LBC, which is you know basically the new BBC, the YouTube BBC. Oh, okay. Uh, conversation between Andrew Neil and Andrew Marr, and those names I don't expect them to mean anything to you. But Andrew Neil is famous. <laughs> you might know him, uh, because he he bitch slapped Ben Shapiro. Uh, on the BBC one time, he he's been a long time BBC host and was an editor of a paper in the '80s and things like that. This man's like deep blooded conservative, right? Oh. Like supported the Iraq War, Scottish conservative, you know, like landlord conservative. Oof. And uh, he got he cornered Ben Shapiro on air and got uh, Ben Shapiro to accuse him of being a leftist smear operation, right? And this guy's like. <laughs> Possibly to the right of Ben Shapiro, right? Like, <laughs> right. 
Anyways, and it was a conversation between him and Andrew Marr, and Andrew Marr is like the conservative Kremlinologist of the LBC, which is my main British uh, media thing. And they were talking about uh, whether or not there'd be a general election. And uh, they believe the Conservative Party is completely illegitimate right now, and that the only strategy is just to wait until they can lose less wholeheartedly. Just like time out the clock, right? Yeah. Right. And, uh... But they they don't want to run out the clock. Well, I mean, they do want to run out the clock. They, they want to run out the clock until they're not evaporated as a British party in politics, because that's what they believe right now. They believe they're so illegitimate that if there was a general election, they would actually disappear from British politics. It's <laughs> happened before. It happens all the time in British politics, actually. Uh-huh. And, uh... It's a lot more it, swingy, it, like, isn't it? Yeah, swingy is not the right word. Historical ebbs and flows. Uh, like, for a long time, they were under something called the Whig supremacy, which just right. means you're, like, a liberal, and uh, anyone who was conservative was just a conservative liberal, and anyone who was, like, uh, a socialist was just, like, a liberal, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, eventually that fell apart and fell to labor and uh conservative and labor and liberal but the liberals have disappeared basically for 50 years now and now it's just labor and conservative but it could very well just return to liberal right if they uh if the center of mass grows large enough against the right then that's just a liberal party again Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it won't be labor right no but anyways i don't know where i was where was i going with this uh the coup can I can yeah. I jump in with two things first? Absolutely. What does two LBC guns. stand for? <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> okay. I don't think they're affiliated with the BBC also, but they've uh, become so popular recently that they're like overcoming it. Yeah, you know I mean, because oh, wow. they've they've managed to master the uh, the app world. Their app is fantastic, and they do twenty four hours of shows. So okay. They, they have, like, eight hosts who do a, a call-in show all the time. Jeez. And uh, the super host, James O'Brien, occupies the 10 a.m. spot to 1 p.m. I think that's his spot. Uh-huh. Where is it? It's like primetime breakfast, you know, when everyone's just finishing, is at the height of their conversation abilities, and they're calling in to do this, like, show about what's going on with the country. It's basically... Right. The, the brain th- uh, central of the country right now, in my opinion. Ugh. But, mm. yeah, it's kind of weird it, that, you know, media versus can take on that kind of role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, the grind never stops. Unfortunate. <laughs> and what uh, was, Where was I going with this? Oh, oh I had a second back before you Go get ahead. to the, the media coup. The two host names were Andrew and... Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, I bet talking to them is an uphill struggle, isn't it? The, the Andes. Oh, oh, the yeah. Andes. Uh, you stole that. Uh. You stole that. Where's that from? Hot fuzz. Yes. Well done. I Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll edit a laugh in. Ha ha ha. Just, just cut that right laughs. back. Ten yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um. What a crazy movie. Agreed. Maybe the best movie. Uh, it's it's uh, it it is a decent film. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it, which I which I sometimes don't. 
Okay, sorry. I, I'll let you get back to it now. The the coup? The no, that's it. That, I think that's it. That Hunt will become the prime minister eventually after a general election in which Rishi Sunak is trounced but not beaten out of existence. Sometime before Easter, maybe even before Christmas, but I think that's too hard of a bet. So I'm going to say before Easter. Okay. Good to see you. Uh, and then I only did this report in crazy bet because I wanted to actually talk about uh, now nah, you know what the bit's kind of stupid but uh, you know what I'm doing it fuck it I'm doing it. Do it I was listening to the LBC and there was this uh, it's a call-in show right and a, a, a bunch of the call-ins are idiots right but that's okay right because you're trying to get what regular people are thinking about things right mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, this one guy called in and he was obviously like a deep UKIP voter right Uh-oh. like uh deep conservative, deep right-wing, uh, Brexiteer kind of guy, right? Yuck. And deep Johnson voter, deep Boris uh, deep Johnson, fuck, <laughs> a deep Boris Johnson. he would have gone deep on Johnson. Oh, fuck me, what? Um, a deep Boris Johnson's uh, supporter, right? And uh, she was asking uh, whether or not this... Uh, interviewer she was asking this guy whether or not she thought rishi sunak could be uh the leader of the conservative party and the guy said well he's not british is he right and she was like trying to she did eviscerate him like she got uh this guy to basically admit he's an ignorant racist right yeah. but and i the the woman's name i gotta repeat it on air because uh, it'll make the point um make her point name was saying her name was Sangita Miska, right? So obviously she's got skin in the game, too, about her own Britishness and her own loyalty to the crown and things right. like that, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think she... I think she was in a mistake because Sunak is actually not loyal to the crown, right? His, uh, He has family wealth ties in India mm-hmm. that are just assets in excess of what the crown on paper owes, right? owns, right? Oh, geez. So, yeah huge assets right and in a foreign country that hates us right <laughs> us <laughs> the crown yes with well, a commonwealth jesus yeah. i hate when you do that but uh <laughs> but anyways uh, this uh woman was obviously offended because this guy's been educated and he had served in england but he, he's an international capitalist right he mm-hmm. is working to undo the, the social welfare state of Britain to the mm-hmm. detriment of the state, right? Like, how can you call him anything but not British, right? Like, he's he's international bourgeoisie. He's American, in my opinion. <laughs> and that's where I wanted to end that bit. I did a lot of groundwork for it. Congrats. 11 minutes gone. <laughs> 11 minutes just to say this British Indian fellow is, uh, in fact, American. Anybody who uh, supports conservative politics is just a traitor to their own sovereign nation and a supporter of the American empire, in my opinion. Can't argue with you there. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good take. I like it. Now Makes a good us versus them mentality. Uh-huh. Always yeah. got to have yes. those. We don't have enough of that, that's for sure. Well, the conservatives own all the us versus them mentalities. Where's our us versus them mentalities? We've got, like, abortion and gay people, that's no good, right? That's not winning us versus them. Yeah. What about zealots versus the scientific, right? What about 
the superstitious versus the rational. Those are the us versus thems I want to push all the time. Crush the religious and the conservatives under rational thought and progress. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not really the season to go against superstition. You know, there's ghosts everywhere, which is <laughs> here. I do. That's so funny you say that on the heels of that, like, super off left bit. Because Halloween is by far and away my favorite uh, holiday. The uh, something about the occult and the uh, the I don't know the the, the renegade nature of it. Candy too. Love me some peanut M and M's. Oh yeah, there's no better hol- holiday for candy. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Kit Kat. Kit Kat's a great choice. You didn't even give me time and, to think. Well, you're gonna you got time to think while we're talking about the okay, Kit Kat. Okay, okay, keep talking qualities. about Kit Kats. I'll think. I'll, I'll yeah, throw okay. the mouse out there. The people that gave away like cans of pop, those were heroes. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. Because you come home and you're munching on six, seven pieces of candy and you're dried out all of a sudden, right? And you mm-hmm. go to your parents and you're like, you want to drink, right? And they know that game. You're gonna go eat more candy. Right, you got your own pop, <laughs> you got your own stash, right? Like, yeah, somebody gave you a purple crush, and now you're just on top of the world for a little bit, and the candy comes for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> DJ, what's your uh, favorite duh, candy? Crap, DJ? crap. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, ah, uh, jeez, I don't know. I'm such a hey, that's harsh. We're not playing Jeopardy. <laughs> Should have done the uh, dun dun dun. Yeah, the thinking. Oh, the thinking I'm not sound. even sure if I have that. Yeah, I think that's too copyrighted. Maybe. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm such a loser. You know those. You know those popsicles with the. Sorry, popsicles. It was lollipops. They were chalky. They had two colors on them. Oh. I always really like yes. those. Or honestly, Made just getting like rockets. rockets. Yeah, I. I think it just because the mass, the sheer amount of rockets you could get on Halloween. <laughs> Yes. Uh, for any American listeners, uh, you call them Smarties in the States. Yes, um, weirdly. Yeah, we, why do you have two Smarties? That's stupid. They're they're wrong on that one. I don't yeah. know if they have regular Smarties. They do. They're just do they're they? imported. Oh, um, okay. But anyways, yeah, I, I really liked Rockets. You could just you could just get you just get you know two dozen easy in a night. Two dozen Rockets. Yeah. All right, I'll eat those. Mm. And then, I don't know, I, I would always, like, unwrap them, and then I'd sort them into colors. This is my autism <laughs> coming in. I'd sort them into colors, and then I would eat each, I would eat each color one by one. And uh, you could, you, if, you, if you were to bite them in just the right way, the centers were a little more dense because of the way the candy's pressed. Right. And you could snap the center off between the two pieces. Huh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the uh, tactile nostalgia I just vomited on air. But uh, yeah, I, try that, everybody. Yeah, give it a I shot. Took the oppor- I took the opportunity of you uh, giving that tactile vomiting to take a sweater off. And uh-huh. I, I muted the Discord and the Audacity, took the sweater off, and then unmuted both. Uh-huh. I'm elated right now. I could yes. not be more proud of myself. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't hear a word of which candy you liked. Oh, good. I, uh... <laughs> You're not missing that. <laughs> Still a masterful move in audio in, uh, uh, yes. production. Yeah. Uh, technical technical difficulty management. Yes. Um, Caramelks, too. Caramelks were always solid. When you got those little oh, yeah. two-piece what? ones. Oh, when you got the big one. Oh. 
night was night was. Do you like caramel? Caramel's way too decadent for me. For me, uh, that's you have to combine you're living it. too hard. You have to combine with it what? with something else. A Kit Kat. You know what? When always... Julie and I were young, we would uh, go to this thing on Friday nights at YMCA where uh-huh. they would make a bunch of kids swim, and then they would show them a movie. And afterwards, they gave you a piece of a. Uh, pizza and either chips or a chocolate bar and i remember always thinking uh sorry i remember that most of the time one of us would get chips and one of us would get an arrow bar so we could <laughs> sprinkle the arrow bar all over our pizza oh, and then share the chips and then i remember i just always have nostalgia about arrow bars is what, how i'm trying to wrap up the bit oh that's really fun. I was just pure. about. To, I was just about to absolutely shit all over arrow bars, but I won't anymore. <laughs> have you stopped wow. to feel the bubbles melt? Have you tried? I have. That? It's it's disappointing in every aspect. It is. It is not really worth it. You're motherfuckers, both of you. It's, sorry, it's not. It's not. It's not tactilically. I know that's not a word. Satisfying. It's just a gimmick, Tactile. and you get way less chocolate out of it because it's just full of air. It's not even a good chocolate. <laughs> It's definitely bad chocolate. You know, the best chocolate is just like a Hershey's chocolate bar. Right? You know I mean, like... Just some solid milk chocolate. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I like dark chocolate, but in very small amounts. Not like if I was to sit down and have a chocolate bar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Couldn't have that. Yeah, if you want... If you just want... I don't know. Sometimes you just got to get that milk chocolate. But if you just want a little cocoa, yeah, the dark chocolate hits. It's actually uh, funny you say that you just got to get that chocolate because my favorite uh, probably is peanut M&Ms and M&Ms are war rations. They were, they were made because they don't melt in the Pacific. Like, Hmm. and I just can't get enough of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I I was aware of the like no melting thing, the candy coated chocolate. That's very clever, but I didn't realize they went back that far. Yeah. Good Hmm. on them. Peanuts too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's not gonna melt. Protein. <laughs> I want. I watched a video one time of uh, U.S. Marines, I think they were, uh, and they they were talking about their day to day. And the one guy, I remember him saying, "You know, it's gonna be a good day when your snack at the end is peanut M and M's and your MREs." And I, was, I remember thinking, "Huh, things just do not change." It's going to be like 80 <laughs> years of just grunts being like, God, I love my peanut M&M's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the number uh, one treat. Yeah, Simple Joy is just uh, last throughout uh, human history. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's the latest candy on the scene, you think? I feel like the, oh, the market hasn't candy changed involves. a whole lot. No, I think if you you're looking for new candy, you're someone who like looks for like I don't know uh, a gift box, a monthly subscription kind of thing mm-hmm. from like another country, Korea, Japan. Yeah, from the top of my mind. Yeah, there are some there are some stories out there that strictly deal with imported candy, and you can just go bonkers. But we, <laughs> as, as far as what's new versus what's imported, uh... yeah, like like in our lives. What is there candy that's like come out since we were kids that we've uh, we've been really into? I can't think of anything. Um, 
I've always been a, an adherent oh. of the belief that women love really sour candy and that you can win their heart with a really sour candy conversation. <laughs> Not the candy itself, with the conversation. You have to also offer up the candy, obviously. Oh, okay. That's it, okay. I say, I say there's no new candy, but I guess it's really just a rehash. But the Reese's Peanut Butter Bars. Yeah. Those, I've not had. Oh, man. Go get one. Okay. Are they game changer? Oh, Henry. Well. Is it better or worse than an Oh, Henry Peanut Butter? Uh, peanut, peanut butter chocolate is a match made in heaven. Yes. I'm going to say better just because I feel like the nuts get in the way in an Oh, Henry. I don't, I don't need all that. That's just me mm. personally, though. I didn't. I didn't take you for someone to be so nut adverse. Um, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Huh? I think he's trying to say you're safe. What I did. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very clear. Your uh, your uh, adherence to abstention is immaculate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, November is upon us. Yeah, yeah it's coming up quick. I've been thinking I'm going to take tomorrow and uh, I'm going to decorate the house for Halloween and I'm going to sit out front in front and beside a bowl of candy mm-hmm. dressed up as a scarecrow and I'm going to try <laughs> and scare kids as they pass by. been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, go for that it. That sounds really gratifying. Thank you. Yeah, you should definitely do that. That's how you know you're uh, turning into an old man when that starts <laughs> to I've dreamt about that. I've dreamt about that for a long time. You know, You've gotten old since soul. a young boy. Yeah, <laughs> I thought God would be fucking dope to scare some kids off at, during Halloween. Yeah, but their parents would laugh fucking really hard at that. You know what I've thought about is um, there's a, there's a small community nearby me. Um, I live in a more rural area for uh, any listeners interested in stalking me. Um, but there's a small community nearby, and I've often thought, you know, I know there's kids back there who do trick-or-treating. And uh, just going full cryptid. Just putting on some <laughs> some dastardly disguise and just, you know, having having audio recorded and, like, weird, yeah. creepy ambience that just surrounds me, you know? Like and, stalking around the perimeter? Yeah, and just, was... just you know, like, just, just little things, like standing at the end of the road in a forest and just, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I've got a mask on or something and my eyes glow. And just... Uh, I was convinced you didn't know what a cryptid was when you started that bit, but you really want to be a cryptid. I really, really just want to be a cryptid. Creepy. Honestly, if I could live my life that way, God, I would. <laughs> I would, I would gladly My get man wants my to be Mothman. Yeah, well, there's no yeah. better time to start than Halloween. Uh, you probably even start like the Saturday beforehand. Yeah, really, just just get a good it. a good mythos going. Yeah, scare one kid real good just to get the rumors going around. You Go climb a tree, bumps. screech into the night. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, to be a cryptid. And then, yeah. and then, get this part two. Uh, I start a blog. <laughs> Get all those weird. Another blog. This weird, is a blog. Yeah, yeah. No, well, this is a podcast. This is a sidekick. All right. You, you're <laughs> the grind's always on, Jacob. The grind's always on. You start a blog, <laughs> and I really start preaching to those to those weirdos who, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna say it, and pardon my language, but to those monster fuckers, I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna make bank. I'm a I'm gonna open a Patreon. Am I monster hey. fuckers? Yeah. Did you just? Uh, uh, 
did you just outline the your future career as a hooker? Hey, no. Got to pay the bills. Not quite. That's no, a not quite. More idea, like though. a more like a like a model. I think it would be yeah, more accurate. Like an OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Markiplier's see. doing it. Why can't I? <laughs> Markiplier? I don't know. Did you Markiplier hear about that? started making. Is that a true thing? I had not heard what about it. it. Tell me something about, that. about um, if his fans managed to oust Infowars as the top podcast on some sort of platform and make, <laughs> Jesus and make Christ. his more popular. He he said like uh, he's recorded saying I will open an open fans and, and, and only fans for that's praxis right there. That man is a revolutionary, <laughs> right? Like on air, fully support that man for precedent. Like, yeah, you know what? I think we should make the same promise. Yeah, if our, if if our we, podcast gets elevated above Infowars, then we'll we'll open an OnlyFans. We'll open three OnlyFans. Dude, if uh, if our podcast goes above Infowars in popularity, which is supported by oil money and shadow corporations and sh- <laughs> shit like that, who are like actively trying to destroy the world, yeah, all of our fans can come and drill my ass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not quick enough with the buttons here. I'll that, that's okay. Infowars uh, is like pushed on everybody around the world who speaks English, right? Mm-hmm. Like YouTube, YouTube. The YouTube algorithm is always pushing this Ben Shapiro nonsense. They're they're raging about it in the YouTube ads right now telling us to resist Bill C-11 or whatever the Bill's name yep. is that's going to fix the algorithm. Yep. In air quotes, fix, yes. It'll fix it. In my, I mean, it won't make it what we want it to be, but it will make it not <laughs> Ben Shapiro all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. More Canadian content, too, which is nice, right? Like, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, well, will just push Jordan Peterson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We should take his citizenship. We can do that, can't we? We could. Like, we could. I'd, we could I'd, do a I'd, lot of things. I'm <laughs> not sure we have river. that power. Honestly, the guy is just like sick. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's just so greedy, so narcissistic. He just can't see his own, you know, hypocrisy, his own ridiculousness, his own grift. I mean, yeah. I, I, he has to see it. He has to see it. He broke down. He went to, uh, he had to be put in a, a medically induced coma so that uh, he could get off his addiction to bez- benzodiazepines. <laughs> yes. Right? The, that's a sad man, right? And no. he is pushed all the time on YouTube. I think he's a really good role model for young men, actually. You're a fucker. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you get paid to say that? <laughs> not enough. Not no, enough. It, it's going in the group account. It's not just for me. Does Charles know? Charles does know, yeah. Charles set it up. God, he would. Charles said just mention Jordan Peterson positively at some point in the podcast, and you guys get a bonus. And it's not like he's going to listen. I probably didn't have to do that. But it's just in case he does. Jordan worker. Peterson. Doing what Jordan Peterson does looks like an easy gig. I think about just taking it up sometimes. You know? <laughs> you know yeah. What do you mean by a woman? You know? We, yes. Maybe maybe we're making too many assumptions about 
the words that we're using in our day-to-day lives. Yes, all of our words are imbued with left-wing ideology. You are becoming captive to the uh, Marxist predations of these these fanatics, you know, and these people. They're crazy! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm going to try and cry. I'm going to try and cry like Jordan Peterson. (laughs) It it just makes me so so sad to see the young men of today so disenfranchised. Young white men. They need more power. (laughs) Fuck. I hate Jordan Peterson so much. How are they going to grow up to be strong men if they're watching Frozen? Frozen doesn't have good <laughs> messages in it. <laughs> it doesn't even have a good twist, villain. Ugh. <laughs> I thought that movie was so bad. I had to watch I it. I love with my Frozen. Nephews. Really? Yeah. Olaf's good. I'll give him that much. I saw it in theaters with my first love and a special place in my heart. Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh,. I've never seen Frozen 2, so not that special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not missing anything. The rock ballad is I was. It peaks, and it's just a mess from there. <laughs> I can trust you to just be, you know, I've already seen every culturally weird thing that I might have interest in. I should just refer to you and your review that's a, that's a thing it's it's so niche it's so spotty i i've seen so little of what everyone would deem a classic that i'm pretty unreliable no you've got <laughs> very niche uh viewing potential should come to you more often if i haven't seen it dj's probably seen it <laughs> there's there's a good chance our our venn diagrams of of uh, media seldom overlap very rarely, I'd assume. Uh, Rings of Power, I think, was the last time. Uh, yeah, and for like three episodes before I decided that was terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. you jumped ship. Uh, Did you? No, no, I well, I finished to the season finale. And? Uh, wasn't great. <laughs> wasn't great. It wasn't great. It, it had potential in certain aspects. I I think some ideas were interesting. Did you know, I meant to tell you this, uh, uh, we were talking, and I think we've recorded on air, that um, it deviates a lot from the Silmarillion. It does. The The reason that is, is because they don't have rights to the Silmarillion, because Christopher Tolkien <laughs> never sold them. Sorry. That's amazing. Yeah, so a, so a, everything they've G. made is, is based strictly off the appendices from Lord of the Rings. That's huh. sacrilege. Yeah. In my opinion, that's really sad too. They're gonna get sued into oblivion too, well, despite of it. It's Jeff Bezos. Yeah, they're gonna in oblivion. They're gonna take a haircut. You're correct. Yeah, they're going to take like <laughs> a haircut, like a like a, a thinning, a trimming Speeding ticket. Yeah, but it's to me that's sacrilege. What Tolkien built is so brilliant, so beautiful. But um. Yeah, there's there was a lot of things that I found affrontery, like Isildur and his character, mm-hmm. right? Why is the guy who's obviously a piece of shit so? Is it so weird that he's a piece of shit when it comes to the destroying of the ring sometime later, right? Like that's a bad setup. That guy needs to have been kept from the ring, uh-huh. and anyone who ever knew him should have cut his head off when once he got the ring, right? Just yeah. like. 
Yeah, it's but it's I, it's his fall that makes the you know the corruption of the ring that much more impactful. Exactly, but there's no fall if he's just a garbage human being like yeah. he was in season one, and then uh, his dad is supposed to be like seven foot eleven or something like that, mm-hmm. and like the king of the the greatest race of men, and he's just like this kind of raggedly looking dude. He's just an he's old like guy. Maybe, he's tired. <laughs> he's maybe like five foot eleven, you know what I mean. And then uh, the last thing that I found just disgusting was that um, what's his face the the human the the reveal of Sauron, mm. whoever Sauron was, you know mm. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I found that really hurtful. Like, Anatar, the Lord of Gifts, is supposed to be the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. in all of existence. He's the chiefest of the Maiar, mm-hmm. which are the uh, not the the greatest of the angels of the Valar are technically like archangels, right. not God. I refer to them as gods all the time, but mm-hmm. Tolkien Tolkien would find that affronting, affronting. He would find that shitty. Yeah, and uh, but uh, they are gods. They they do god shit they, all the time. They do. They they hold sway over realms of yes. You know, they're very Olympiad. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. kind of just, they're like, yeah. I mean, there's a step above them, but honestly, it's like it's like the chairperson of a company as opposed to the CEOs. Like, what's the chairperson actually doing? Nothing. They set up the board of CEOs, but aside from that, they're just chilling. They're working on their yeah. pot. And then, so. you know, he's this angel of light who's supposed to like trick you with his beauty and his uh, ability to order things he's the Maiar of order mm-hmm. right and he, fuck he's just so disappointing he's he's ruggedly handsome the guy i don't want to shit on him too badly yeah. right but the person who i would have picked for anatar the lord of gifts would have been a supermodel maybe even a woman playing a man you know what i mean i would try and make them unworldly looking you know yeah Enchanting, Tilda Swinton, fucking weird looking, almost. You know what I mean? Almost. Like too good, too good looking. Too good looking that it looks weird. It's corrupted, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's eerie. Uncanny. Uncanny is a good word. And uh, and then mm. the final thing that I uh, felt was disgusting was uh, Celebrimbor. Mm. Uh, they just went, you know, well, we're gonna do with whatever we want with Celebrimbor despite the ridiculously well-beloved video game lore that there is to draw upon out there. Yeah, right? I found that was strange, too, that Celebrimbor was such a big deal in the uh, in the Shadow series. And then yeah. they just went, uh, okay, that's cool and all, but no. What a, it just, was such a well-written... He just looks well-written... like your dad now. Yeah, he, he, he is your, your neighbor. You know, he's Ned Flanders. And yeah. He, in the in the <laughs> video game series where he's like everyone loves the character he's like this battle-hardened elf lord who stretches back before time and his voice is deeper than the sea you know like mm-hmm. it's they mess with disappointing for sure but, and again, he's going to be tricked, right? But everyone will believe that your dad can be tricked, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be these beings of fantastic nature, like beyond, super beings, the Numenorians, mm-hmm. Celebrimbor, Galadriel, Gilgalad, right? Like uh, the Dwarven kings. They're supposed to be tricked by this 
being who's even more beautiful than them, right? Yeah. It's a story that tells itself, right? Beauty is nothing. Things are just image. Uh, you you got to look deeper for the good, right? And they just fucking pissed all over it, in my opinion. Yeah, I I am at, I am at the same time interested in seeing what they what they happen to do with season two, and like, pretty disappointed with what they did with season one. Maybe they recover it. Yeah. I uh. Which I, I totally get. I'm every... not mad at all. I'm not. That's a that's a perfectly valid opinion to just be over it. I I did watch every episode uh, eventually, but I I loved every scene with the Harfoots. I thought that was a great and uh, well researched uh, add in because the the hobbits do have a history which stretches back into nomadism, right? And it, yeah, it does it's, have this cute it's little also, vibe. It's something that isn't written. It's kind of just. You know, the Hobbits kind Implied. of have an idea of it, but yeah, it, I don't it, know. They, it's, it's good material lore, to work with. Their lore stretches back. They only have kind of like a fringe knowledge of it, but I also love mm-hmm. it uh, that, you know, Gandalf drops from this. I think that's Gandalf. I've, I'm kind of jumping. I don't think it's been confirmed that that guy is Gandalf yet. No. Uh, it hasn't been, right? They've, they've, they've dropped the hint that they are an Istari, but uh, as to which one they are, oh. they haven't said. Then it's probably one like, of the blues. Yeah, that's kind of or what maybe. I was thinking. Timeline-wise, timeline may- it, w- it would be one of the blue ones, but I have a feeling with the setup they're going for, it's it's going to be Gandalf. Yeah, to me, why waste time on air if it's not Gandalf, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I actually really liked the decision to drop Gandalf with the Harfoots, right? Because uh, there's uh, the species that, uh, what's his name? Eru Iluvatar, the god of the universe in Tolkien, right. uh, loved best was the hobbits, right? They, mm-hmm. He cherished them the most, right? They were the most pure. And they, he, they're also his instrument of the destruction of his, uh, his greatest betrayer, right? Morgoth and his servants, right? Right. Beautiful writing. Beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here we Anyways, are. I don't know where we were going. Yeah. Anything yeah. to add, Julian? Again. Here, uh... Nope. Nope. <laughs> Doesn't really so like Lord of the Rings. Didn't read the books, didn't watch The Rings of Power. Like the movies, but uh, not really relevant here. Sorry, brother. How did you we'll, feel about we'll the start. Hobbit series? Julian? Not good. Okay. You didn't feel good about it? Didn't enjoy that. I, uh, I, uh, there was a series of movies that came out around that time that were like childhood beloveds of mine that I, I watched several times in theaters and was like, do I hate this? And then like by the fourth <laughs> watch, I was like, I do, I do hate this, right? And The Hobbit was one of them. Mm-hmm. Dang, that many times in theaters. Yeah, I watched rough. the first one and the second one just once in theaters each. Mm. And then I watched the third one once, and I was like, I think I hated that. I'll go see it again. And I yeah. watched it again, and I was like, I, I think I did hate it. And I watched the third and the fourth time. <laughs> just to make sure. I really like I uh, I really like Tolkien. I've spent a lot of energy. I I do the bit that you should never claim that you're a Tolkien fan because there's always a bigger Tolkien fan in Absolutely. every room you're in. It's just such a it's such a fandom of fanatics that I would never even dip my toe into like committally, but 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just love Tolkien. Hey, that's valid. That's yeah. valid. Let's yeah. jump. Let's let's segue. I uh, I'm gonna pick a topic. Sure. I uh, I got some. Oh, Julian's got something. Oh, you got some. Let's Julian's lift up the something. let's lift up the 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 tray on the splatter. That was your cue, dude. That was your cue. You're blowing it. Come on. You're lifting the tray. I've okay, lifted it. The, tra- the no, platter's here. Air. Thank you for lifting the platter tray. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what's on the What's on the platter? Oh, oh, this is what's on the platter. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, what's on the platter? Yeah. What's on the platter? What's What's on the platter is we're launching social media. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, in mm-hmm. the process of. The Instagram and Twitter are live. I've uh, I've done a tweet. I've done an Instagram nice. post. Yeah. I can't wait to make the actual the worst tweets anyone's ever seen. Yeah, that's fine. It's meant to be that. Uh, I think our ultimate goal is a Discord server, right? Because that's the only kind of community that can follow a podcast, right? What are we going to get a, a real big tweet following? We're not a breaking news people, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, think that's just <laughs> Twitter. Twitter's chaotic, and what will what will work and what yeah. won't. But I think a Discord server is a really good take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as we build so, the following. Yeah, it's good for building the following. It's correct. It's good fundamentals. So we do have a Twitter and we do have an Instagram now. They are both Left Look Ontario. I uh, I decided to uh, slightly change our Mediaverse name for that so that we can exist because Left Look, unsurprisingly, is taken as a handle. Shucks. Oh, man. We already destroyed the Left Look podcast. I think we could destroy the Left Look Instagram. Uh, goals. Goals. Got to solve ourselves goals. <laughs> They're our next topic. But anyways, the right, was... the Gatto yes. Institute also uh, supports the right gaze, right? Our mm-hmm. our friends down the hall. Yes. And th- they got their domain name, I hear, no problem. Of course. Yeah, no. Well, they get more Figures. funding than we do. Yeah, way more. Yeah, no, they... Th- they got the business Gmail account where they got the domain name as the at, oh. you know, where instead mm-hmm. of you go at Gmail, it's at your domain name. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I mean, maybe Charles. someday. Maybe someday. If we really suck up to Charles. Uh, but I was I was thinking, like, what what are we going to be putting on Instagram? It didn't really make any sense to me at first because we're not really taking uh, pictures. It's not a visual medium. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I uh, Maybe I'll do uh, video clips, audio clips with a, a photo uh, of our old shows. I've been re-listening, and you know, I like to really critique my speaking abilities. That's what I view this as, right? An, uh, an opportunity to improve my ability to speak publicly, right? Because yes. that's what this is. It's public scrutiny. Yeah. It's available it's a good for outlet. at least, right? Yeah. Well, here's and an idea. What yeah. if on Instagram we made posts related to our famous predictions oh that's a great idea right and then if it comes true yeah we'll make another post saying hey we predicted this and we'll just ignore all the ones that don't come true yeah exactly and then we can grow our following by lying to people and saying yeah. look at all these things we've predicted yeah yes. i love it hey, your head is at a good place uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's up? Fellas, that, that's kind of, I don't know how to put this. That's immoral. Immoral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not immoral. We're not going to delete the ones we're wrong about. We're just not going to make We're a just going to hide them behind yeah. Patreon locked content. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking we put every prediction on Instagram. Mm. 
like mm. you say, Liz Trust is going to be out of there in 48 hours. And then yeah. if one comes true, we'll just like make the same post again with like a big green line around it that says mm. this one came true or something. One did come true, Julian. Eight days after it happened. No, um, it's dated. It's fine. It was just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not mad about it at all. <laughs> I I just like doing the bit about it. Um, <laughs> I also predicted I predicted it the the episode before, which was weeks. I think so. Mm-hmm. No worries. And we've got a great prediction today, which is nothing big is going to happen in the next 48 hours. Yeah, no, no, I retracted that. Please don't. No, do that. no, I'm <laughs> putting my foot down. Nothing's happening. I said I did. I'll stand do, by it. I, I did do a big uh, prediction today. I did a, a an eleven minute build up to the that there's going to be uh, a general election in the UK before Easter, and it's going to lead to a conservative loss. But yeah, I don't know. They're going to be minority, twenty percent seats. Jake bets. Right. So you've got to yeah. find out how to format in that into an Instagram post. Yeah, I don't know. Microsoft Paint, probably. Uh, yeah, honestly, just just think... just grab a picture of Sunak and just slap some text on it. Yeah, I'm thinking Jacob's prediction bingo, and they'll just update. Hey, it that's a week, that's a great know? idea. People love bingo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they do. They love those bingo memes. Yeah, more uh, importantly, all of, our, all of our followers, our raving followers, will love that. Yes. We no, had a hundred views on that episode where we spread spread disinformation about uh, the Japanese prime minister all over the internet. Yeah, hours after that happened. Still one of our best. So, that's still doing the best. That's, that's old news. That's that's the old us. <laughs> that's the old look. That's the old. That's left the look. old left look. We got we got better eyes now. We I uh, went back and watched episode two today just for uh, you know uh, old time sake. I don't know exactly. We have market improvement in you know all sorts of areas. Uh, uh, dead air time, uh, audio quality. I think Julian's gotten better editing and done some fancier shit. I, I don't yeah. know though. No, no, let's say that I do. Yeah, that's true. Um, you, you've been dabbling. I'm gonna take yeah. your word for it. <laughs> I we just gotta keep producing this garbage week to week and it'll just get better over time you know what i mean like yeah it'll build those bits will build on each other uh, an audience will uh you know laugh at us and build their own little bits ideally yep. we can do it we can reach the moon this i said episode 20 is the episode that we start taking it seriously we're gonna start putting out content i swear to god is this 20 this is 20 is it 20 no yeah Really? Episode nineteen was last week. Oh shoot! Wow! Yeah. Right. Happy birthday, us. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank the academy yeah. and everyone who helped me along the way. Charles, of course. Um, yeah, Julian and Jacob so helped, I guess. Um, yeah, we're 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 along for the ride. It's your show. We're just living in it. God, if this was my show, poof. It is We'd already show, have given up. It's collective. <laughs> well, we did once. That's the old us. Yeah. What the fuck, That's old news. <laughs> you can actually kind of piece together the old show through the lore of the first episode if you really listen intently. <laughs> but uh, the best deep lore is in I'm the just... background, being fuzzy. Yeah, two guys in a red. Um, 
What was I gonna say? Uh, I'm gonna segue unless you guys. I did have something have I wanted to, to talk ask about you, our metaverse, but I I'm worried it'll it probably won't. I'll just ask it. Um, Go ahead. Referring back to your um, 11 minute build up to Sunax, whatever. Um, Defeat. Sure. Yeah, his inevitable downfall. Do you think he's being played as a patsy by someone else? No. no. You think he no, orchestrated I... the whole downfall of trust? It... No, no. Voluntary Patsy. Oh, okay. So he knows what he's doing. No. He's, he knows what he's knows getting. He knows he can't into. ride that tiger. Knows he can't ride that tiger, right? Um, when I did the bit about the racist UKIP caller mm-hmm. calling that ni- nice Indian woman who was very educated and told him very calmly why he's such a racist bigot, uh, and I eventually took the side of the racist bigot, it's because the party of the conservative is, is all racist bigots, right? And they all think like mm-hmm. that. And Rishi Sunak is never leading them, yeah. right? I, I don't know why I sound racist saying that. I shouldn't have to, right? <laughs> but any, but anyways, Rishi Sunak knows that. More importantly, right? Yeah, he knows that his fucking followers. Th- this is the party that said we don't want any more immigrants mm-hmm. in our fucking. I he he went to school there and everything, but he looks like an immigrant at least, right? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think like the average voter i'm really trying to avoid any racism here but Mm, no that's okay we can be racist um i think if he comes out and says no more immigrants and the conservative voters hear it from an immigrant they'll be like oh well this is a rock solid case obviously if he's saying it no you uh no amount of bending over for the the party will ever make you uh one of them in their eyes one slip up the next uh, news cycle, and he's right back to where he started. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, but he knows this, right? And so he's pissed his name into the history books, like he, like all the politicians who are in the conservative parties desperately want to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's the only reason you would sell your soul and morals to serve such a antisocial, such a world-destroying ideology, right? Such yeah. an obviously wrong ideology. Unless, God like, forbid, those are you smart. actually think it's proper and right. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not. I refuse to believe they do, because some of them are intelligent. But uh, Rishi Sunak, will, uh, once he uh, loses the election, will lose a leadership mm-hmm. race and then enjoy a nice career. He's a young man. He's going to enjoy a nice career in the highest offices of government and probably retire into, like, the Privy Council and the nice advisory jobs that the British have set for themselves. Lucky duck. uh, (laughs) You know. Anyways, that's all I wanted to ask, Jacob. Is he the former mayor of London? No, that's... uh, The current mayor is Khan, something is who you're thinking of. But oh, he's okay. brown, and you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not going to argue with that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a racist, folks. I just thought I heard that the former mayor of London was... Sadiq. In, Sadiq Khan. He was in one of these leadership races. I thought he's it was not winning. But I could be wrong. He's labor. He's labor. Ah. He, actually, he's pretty popular, and he's done not bad. 
But, uh, no, he ain't doing anything, in my opinion. He's yeah. not popular enough. Yeah, too much anti-immigration sentiment still. Yeah, exactly. And he runs London, right? And London's a shithole, right? Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can, I can confirm that nobody in England likes London. Even the people in London. <laughs> they, uh, stabbing capital of the world, right? They, uh, the British love doing that bit about Americans. Not an American, so I have no dog in this fight. But they're like, you know, you can't even go to school without getting shot up, mate. Mm. You know, it's like, at least I can go to the supermarket without getting stabbed by a fucking 13-year-old, right? Like, <laughs> Ideally. Mm-hmm. Just get shot by one instead. Different mm-hmm. strokes, you know. Yeah, it's a cultural difference, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Americans just love the the pop of a firearm. Yeah, they uh, they love their explosives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pop of the firearm reminded me of a tweet I saw the other day. I don't remember what the artist's name is, but uh, that song you really loved a long time ago, Julian. Uh, the one with the doll, uh, the the cash register sign. Uh, oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. MIA. Thank you. What do you mean? We used to love that song. That song still, still love that song. Still, it does still bang. But she tweeted uh, anti-vax stuff or oh, something, yeah. and someone oh. replied to her. And someone replied to her, "Oh, girl, don't do that. Don't make us do that to you. Just <laughs> we love your little cash register gun <laughs> song. Just, just keep being nice and good. Just sit there." I thought it was so funny. Okay, now I'm segueing. Sure, yeah, I, you got uh, seven minutes. Ten, seven. Oh, we'll give you ten. Go on, go on. Yeah, we can go long. No, we don't need to go long. I uh, I wanted to talk about The Queen's Gambit because I watched it on Netflix again recently. Okay. Uh, I didn't actually really watch it the first time around. My dad was watching it, and I managed to pick up, like, all of the plot points just by, like, walking through the mm. room through the two days he watched it, right? But I sat down and watched it this time, and uh, I realized it is a deeply subversive, like, anti-capitalist doctrine. Doctrine's not the right word. Um, Manifesto. Okay. Uh, So the the plot is this really brilliant uh, kind of autistic girl goes on to beat the the Soviets at chess, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole That's the whole story. But she comes from... Uh, she's an orphan because her mom, who wrote a very complicated book, they flashed the book in its title. I don't remember it yeah. at the beginning, but she's a doctor, right? right? And she's done some heavy research, and it's in the 50s, right? So she's a woman who's done research. She's an intelligent woman, mm-hmm. and uh, she only has this kid because she had an affair with the professor or someone like that. It's a married man. It comes right. out later, and oh. she, can't, uh, she can't financially support this kid, and so she kills herself, and oh. then this really brilliant orphan kid uh, goes on to get really great at chess because she's got nowhere else to put her really brilliant fucking tools to uh, task, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's this really, like, stark image of uh, 50s America, of capitalist America, right? Like, everyone's miserable, and no one has the ability to, uh, to like, pursue this craft that they're all mm-hmm. super interested in, which is chess, right? They just want to... Mm. They just want to spend their lives getting really great at this game, right? And uh, 
the the villains are always presented over and over again as these Soviet players, right? But they're they're paper tigers at, at the end of the movie, right? They and they're shown to be like these really human figures who are really honorable and they just like the game and things like that. Uh-huh. And it's 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 such a a twist, right? Because like you're you're rooting for this person, but you kind you kind of end up like just hating where she's been and hating the whole system that produced her even though you love the character mm-hmm. right it's it's it was really well done i thought i it was the the most anti-capitalist thing i'd seen on netflix in a while yeah and i think it i think it largely gets away with that because it because it is subversive um, yeah it's it's very uh, uh, i i uh, between the lines only watched half the series so okay um but from from what I remember, yeah. there were a lot of takes on, you know, um, just just the disparity that, uh, you know, people of color, uh, lower class people, women especially, are often just yep. forced into these positions of uh, servitude. Yeah, well, servitude. Yeah, you know, uh, for example, the the surrogate mother that they bring in she's very you know she's bossed around by her husband she's clearly very depressed um she's a tragic figure yeah really uh she's the greatest argument for communism there ever was right that the this great piano player right this gift to culture Mm -hmm. right and she's just trapped in her house unable to go anywhere unable to do things right because she doesn't have the money to just like sit around and do nothing which is basically all she was doing anyways Right? Yeah, yeah, and then when she seeks medical help, the only thing the doctors want to do is, oh, here, take these pills. Tranquilizers, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is Valium. like the fifties. Yes. Yeah, it it was. I thought it was a biting critique of capitalism, right? Like uh, those people and their gifts, they should be allowed to pursue them, right? Uh, there's no way the pursuit of chess could ever stand in the prog uh, stand in the way of the progress of humanity, mm-hmm. right? It's just. Even if it was the the pursuit became fantastical and an outgrowth, like kind of ridiculous, right? It has add-on effects, right? The the people who will never reach the the two thousand range in uh, chess, mm-hmm. or, uh, the, you know, really good players, the seventeen hundred, the sixteen hundred, the fifteen hundred players, they learn all sorts of lessons from chess, mm-hmm. like. Uh, patience and strategizing and not trying to get too committed to one plan you know uh thinking on your, your feet things like that there are there's no way that could be detrimental to society right and it's just like seen as not worth it because it's just a game you know what i mean yeah and and along those same lines like it's it's so inoffensive it is just a game mm-hmm. what is allowing one person to really enjoy chess gonna do devote their lives to it right many lives have been well devoted to just chess yeah. right? and their their names echo through the uh through the game of chess itself right like uh the spanish game mm-hmm. is called the spanish game it's also called the Ru- 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 lopez right. because it was made by a guy who was spanish he was the spanish bishop who just really dug chess yeah. and he just was like i know all about this one position and this one opening, and so I'm going to detail it. And now, because he was the first to detail it, that's what we call it, right? Like, that's a life well spent. 
Yeah, and it's often, you know, because these people, yeah, grandmasters, international masters, aren't providing, you know, they're not supporting the economy, you know, they're not aiding in the in the rapid extraction exploitation of, of everything that they're in that capacity like oh you're useless you're you're nothing you're wasting your life so great so crazy to me right they're tack on effects to everyone else we like we can produce more than we need at any point mm -hmm. at any time right we we uh ideologically limit ourselves from doing that because we know it's unsustainable uh into the future right so to have these chess players that are you know just teaching people to have a good time to relax to play something that's good for your mind and things like that crazy to me yeah we could at any point if we don't have enough resources just turn it on and get more resources you know yeah it's bonkers mm -hmm. and did you guys see alpha go by chance on netflix the story of alpha go that's the uh oh no that's the go robot right yes china does have a special place in its heart i think for gamers like that where go is like really encouraged throughout society mm. go is a great game um mm -hmm. but i think it's uh it's like the soviets with chess though it's just a they uh the uh what, what do i want to call it the, the the singing the vibration of the two uh ideas they cohere they, they sound nice together right, right. the 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 revolution and every man and woman learning to play the game of kings right mm -hmm. what a what a message right yeah what a and go is very similar go is the their game of kings mm -hmm. there there's uh the, when three kingdoms total war uh came out uh, a video game i play about uh ancient china mm -hmm. uh the YouTube trailer uh, from it was of the two main uh, antagonists of the period, uh, Yuan Shao and Cao mm -hmm. Cao, playing a game of Go. Right? Nice. Yeah, so it, it goes deep. Yeah, very iconic. In my opinion. Yeah, well, that's an hour. We've done our jobs. We did yeah, it. Yeah. Um, just, we, we, yeah. we are iconic, just like those games. Yeah. No, that oh, feels yeah. wrong to say. Well, we'll Goodbye, get there. everybody. Yeah, bye. See ya.